The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome back to the Traxa podcast. This is the first episode of the new year. We are going to be releasing podcasts weekly from now on. And I know we've been slacking in the last year and having times where we've said, yep, we'll release another one. I've said this many times as well, but now we are actually releasing them weekly. We've already got a backlog of podcasts as well. So we've got one with Hayden Wild coming up. And this one is with Adam Fogg. And for anyone who doesn't know who Adam Fogg is, he is a running YouTuber who competes for Drake University and the NCAAs. And he has personal bests of 8.06 in the 3,000 metres. Don't know why I said that one first. 3.38 in the 1,500. 3.57 in the mile where he came fourth in the indoor NCAA championships. Got pipped on the line by Waleed Sullivan. 13.58 in the 5,000 metres and 13.45 in the 5K on road. Like I said, he is also a running YouTuber and he does have his own podcast. So go and check that out and we'll leave all the links in the description of this podcast. So yeah, hope you do enjoy. And just one quick thing as well. My microphone for this wasn't working, so I was using it with my MacBook microphone. So the quality isn't as good as I'd like it to be, but hopefully now this microphone is working again, so it should be fine. So yeah, enjoy the podcast and please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts because it really helps us out. I got some new AirPods for Christmas and they don't fit in my ears. It doesn't make any sense. Really? Yeah, they're the AirPods they, uh, threes. The AirPod threes. They like... fit differently. No, they're, they're, well, they must do, um, but they keep on falling out, so I don't really know what to do. And you, you can't um, tap them anymore, so for running, if you want to pause or press a different video, you can't do it, because it's, it's... What are you meant to do, then? I've never had AirPods, so... You've got to touch the stem, you've got to, like, press the stem, but see that they don't fit already, if you're running like that, and then... You're ripping that I don't know. I don't know why I did the motion, because no one can see us, but if, you, if you're running and you <laughs> press it, it, it you, like, you pull it out, so... yeah. I don't know wow. if it's just mean to get used to it, but don't buy uh, AirPods. But AirPods are amazing. Just don't buy AirPod Freeze because they're awful. I've never had any, you know. It's one of the things people like, people ask, what's my favorite music or whatever? What do I listen to before I race? I really don't listen to anything. I mean, I've got my cousin's Spotify. I occasionally like will listen to something, but I don't know. I just That's don't just weird. So you just like, yeah. what, what, so what, I haven't what? even. Solo runs? What about solo runs? What are you doing on them? Literally nothing. I just take the time, think, you know. Honestly, I I don't wear earphones. I haven't even brought earphones with me to England. I flew the whole flight without watching You're anything. No, honestly, honestly, I just sit there and sleep and stare into space. Think nah. I plan for the future, you know. <laughs> mental know. toughness. It's, it's just yeah, mental training. It, it is. That is, that is psychotic. That is psychotic. So you've got yeah. you've got a podcast, but then you don't even consume any content. I don't know about that. I I I watch videos on my phone. I'll occasionally listen to things on my phone, but yeah, it's pretty rare. Yeah, it's strange. I could never do that. I'm I, <laughs> my watch time is probably like twelve hours a day. Just I've got stuff on in the background all the time. Wow. I, I, yeah. Yeah. I think That's I've gone too far deep. But you, yeah. you, you've done like 100 mile weeks. How can you not listen to music on 100 mile weeks? Don't know. It just, 
I, I guess, honestly, probably the fact that I've been born in England, grown up in Australia, and now I'm at college in America. Yeah. I feel like I am always in somewhere new. And I guess now that I'm based in England, I know this area pretty well. It is kind of like I'm running the same routes and stuff quite often now. But over the summer, when I started running 100 mile weeks, it all, even though I know the area decently, it all kind of was a bit of a novelty. So I feel like I got away with it pretty easily. Um, who knows? Maybe one day I'll get some AirPods and start listening to music. But I think that day could be could be a fair way off. I must admit, it's quite freeing, like being able to just like when you finish the run, just like I just list, I just ran, and it was it was just nice. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I don't even think about it. I just yeah, that baffles mm. me. It feels like Joe when I messaged you to ask to do a podcast, I was like. Yeah. I swear we've done a podcast before, but we haven't, have we? We have. Have we? we? Have. Yeah, yeah, we have. We did one in the summer. Because uh, that's, we, oh, I remember I met you at Loughborough. I think yeah, that's the only yeah. time we've met. We either did one before or after that. Um, and yeah, we talked about running, college, I don't know. Uh, that's so strange. Yeah, we have done one. Uh, I, was, I was thinking like why do I feel like I've spoken to you a lot and I was like it must be the videos and also meeting at Loughborough but yeah we've done a podcast okay yeah. that makes sense because I was searching I for on Spotify huh I, I was searching for it on Spotify and I was like I can't find it but I swear I've done one but yeah that does make sense now you take it down wasn't doing too well You'd no it's still up there it's still up there I'll tell you the analytics act- act- after it actually just to see Perfect. how well it did yeah these That's airpods good. honestly I, I, this is just distracting now I might have to take them out in a second <laughs> right um, I want to ask you, I guess, from trying to remember the date of our last podcast, it was before the 5k at podium, wasn't it? Where you, it was. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's stop there then because Tom Mortimer, obviously for people who don't know recently, just before that ran 738 for a 5k, uh, for yeah. a 5K. and then, yeah. so you raised podium, you were really just doing base training, weren't you? Like for yeah. the weeks prior to it. So talk us through that, the race, and I don't want to spoil it for the same we can see the ending, but then what happened after the race in terms of NIL rules or whatever it is and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, true. I kind of forgot about that. Um, but yeah, so I was in England just pretty much training. Um, and probably about a month before podium, uh, my cousins were meant to be running podium and my uncle had kind of told my mum that. Uh, and because they're based up in Leeds, my cousin goes to uni there. Um, podium was like pretty, pretty nearby. Uh, I'd been staying up in Leeds like a little bit, training with them and stuff, training with, I don't know, guys like Phil Sesson and Jake Smith. I did a session with him and Emil, et cetera. And anyway, uh, my mom was kind of like wanting me to do something and kind of make, make the training that I'd been doing in England uh worthwhile I guess and so I actually had something to kind of show for it and I was I was kind of against the idea at first like I was like I'm just enjoying you know going out running getting good mileage in mom was like no you've got to you've got to do this race so I called up Chris the race director I was like oh can you get me in I know it's the uni champs but I feel fit I want to have a crack um he got me in and I think on the phone call with him, he was like, yeah, we've got Tom Mortimer. Like he's, he's like the the favorite at the moment. He's like the big name uh, going into it. And yeah, going into that race, I was up in Leeds all week. I 
actually the session with Jake Smith was my final session before podium. So I did two by two miles, four by 400. Um, felt good and thought, you know, I'll, I'll have a crack at this podium race. Um, and obviously Tom Morsmer probably, I don't know, two months before podium had run 738 3k in a diamond league. Um, so a very legit runner, um, 13.28, I think, for 5K. Yeah. Um, and so, to be honest, especially based on the training I've been doing, uh, I didn't expect to go anywhere near him. Uh, and then I knew I knew that my race plan had to be just stick to him. He probably was going to take it out pretty hard and just try and run away from the field. And that's that's what he did, and it worked out pretty well. I just kind of tucked in behind him for the whole thing until about... 800 to go um we were obviously live streaming on trackstar uh after the end of that actually i've got some i've got an update about that as well actually oh nice i I don't know if i can say i don't know if i can say it on camera or not because of yeah we'd love to get yeah Uh, anyway i'll leave it yeah yeah i think so i don't know well i i think so but as we found out that day it's all a bit confusing so um yeah i ended up sticking right to him and we were we were running pretty quick i think we were eight eight oh nine through 3k um and that's nearly my 3k pb i've run 806 um but i was i was feeling good like it was quick but i never i never felt like he was actually gonna drop me there were a couple of points where he opened a tiny tiny gap and i just had to like focus for i don't know five seconds and just make sure that gap didn't properly open up um and it was great just i mean i took I guess the easy option I ran straight behind him but it was the best thing for me to do and for him to win he knew he had to do that um so yeah in the end 800 to go I took the lead about 800 to go um and I kind of I guess I put my foot down a little bit but I didn't go all out straight away and then with about 300 to go you know how you come around that at podium in Barrowford you come around and you've kind of gone into the home straight and I really went for it then and yeah, put, I don't know, five seconds on him. Um, so it worked out well, got the win and 500 pounds prize money that ended up going straight back. It makes zero sense to me because I thought the whole point of the rule change was that you could start making money and then yeah, you can't. <laughs> yeah, well, so did I. But it turns out the way it works is you 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 can make money from things like YouTube. So my YouTube channel's now monetized, you know, raking in the cash from that. Um, You can make money from, I guess, sponsorships, merch, things like that. But you can't be paid to pay to play, they call it. So you can't be paid to win races. Um, But it's really interesting because you could definitely be paid to put up a post from Podium you know what I mean? So you could put up a post from Podium saying I ran at Podium 5K or whatever. You could be paid £500 for that as long as the prize money isn't for winning, essentially. So it's, it's very odd. It's but yeah, strange. I took yeah. it and I had to give it straight back. That must be heartbreaking because yeah. I bet you were like, in fact, both money were in that day. You're like, oh, never going to get it. Never going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Still waiting, still waiting. Same here, same here. When was that? Yeah. It was August and September as well, and it's still not here. August I, the 21st. Because I was going back to America three three or four days after that, 
Um, so it's kind of like my last hurrah in England. I actually had my COVID test that morning um, to fly back to America. It was all negative. Um, and off I went a couple of days after. So, yeah. It's, it, I, we'll get on to traveling and stuff and COVID because it's just an, an absolute mess at the minute. But actually, I might as well just say it now since I've kind of just like teased everyone and then not said anything. Basically, we, we, me and Adam, Instagram were paying to do live streams at one point. And originally it was, well, we did a first live stream at uh, Loughborough. Yeah, and I didn't even get paid for that because I didn't turn it on. So then I actually yeah, did like, this, right. this live stream just watching the Olympics triathlon. It was an awful live stream, but you earned like £150. And then the next one, again, was £150 or something in dollars, maybe a bit more. And you yeah. needed to live stream with someone else. So I was like, Adam was racing podium. I was hoping to get there originally, but it's like two hours and I just couldn't be bothered. So then we're yeah. like, well, well, we'll split the cash then. So I think it was Miles. Was it Miles and Josh? Yeah. Who, who live streamed it? Yeah. Um, and obviously they don't deserve any money because they, didn't, they weren't the ones racing. But um, so then I paid them. you paid them. Yeah, I gave them 20 pounds each from that. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're down at the minute. Um, I'm and, in debt from that day. And then, so we basically Instagram pay out monthly. And for some reason, my bank never wanted to tell me that Instagram tried to send a payment and it got rejected because it was in dollars and not pounds. And <laughs> no, no one told me. So probably after like a month and a half, because I knew it would take a while, I appealed it. And then they got back to me and was like, well, yeah, we'll chase this up nothing happened i sent them another message saying what's happening with it and then they sent me some more stuff saying i need to find this out so i was talking to instagram which is quite lucky because you didn't ever used to be able to speak to instagram at all and yeah. then i talked to my bank again and then like oh yeah it got rejected um now you need to tell instagram now you need to tell instagram that it's been rejected so i have to email instagram again saying the payment's been rejected and then they said we'll pay you on the 5th of january so we're getting oh, wow. the 5th of january so happy new oh, year to you yeah Wow. Exciting um, times. It's yeah. Four, five months. Yeah. Wow. Imagine, imagine the things yeah. we could have invested and made back. I know. If we put that in, if that, we put that in Dogecoin, oh, would have been yeah. millionaires. God. Nightmare. Sue them. That's what I say. Yeah. Sue Instagram. That, that'll work well. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's I need funny. To, it's so off putting. Obviously, you're the only one who can see this. I'm literally have my hands in my ears all the time, holding my AirPods in. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, yeah. So what after that race? Let's let's get the races out of the way and the running stuff out of the way. So you did. That was NCAA cross country time, I guess, sort of. Yeah, as in uh, straight off the podium. Yeah, or like you sort of went back to Drake and yeah. sort of prepared for the the season. Yeah. A few yeah. moments, I guess, to take away from it. One was yeah. being where Isaac, obviously. D- deliberately beat you while celebrating <laughs> together um he did yeah that was an iconic yeah. moment that, that was pretty was. did you get quite a lot of uh messages from that because I, I quite a few people posted it around did you was that sort of something yeah. you saw or was it just that more... really yeah that really took off so um i i was meant to originally open my season um in missouri uh mid-october no early october but i was sick so I didn't, I opened my season a couple of weeks after that, kind of mid-October, um, pretty solid run, 8K, like it, it was 
decent for a season opener. And then two weeks after that, we had conference, which is where that video came from of me and Isaac, him spinning around. I did one spin actually, but I kind of just like turned around slowly. He was there doing 360s. Uh, and the video from that, I I put up an Instagram post on the bus ride home or just like before we got on the bus and straight away it was like going mad. Like runners, I woke up the next day and runners space had posted it. Um, and one other running account, uh, I don't know who, I can't think. Uh, oh, USCF, yeah. FCCA or whatever. Um, and it had all these comments. Like it ended up getting combined i reckon about 300,000 views across like all platforms which for a running video is pretty pretty big yeah. there was a let's run thread about it uh, a few people for it a few people against you know everyone's always got their got their opinions yeah yeah um but the thing that people were talking about really uh on let's run with that is kind of the conference we're in the NBC Missouri Valley conference isn't one of the the big ones one of the strong ones so we were kind of coming across the line, like celebrating that. It was our first team win at Drake in over 20 years, uh, I think 22 years. Um, so 1999 was the last time Drake won conference. And we were coming over the line knowing that we won two, obviously. And then Aziz, our teammate, he was in third running down the hill. You can see him in the background of that video, actually running down the hill with his arms out. And in the moment, like, Obviously, it's not the strongest conference. We weren't even expected to win that day. Um, but I feel like if you're you're going one-two with your teammate, you know you've got a conference team win in the bag. If you just jog over the line, it almost looks worse. Like, I don't know. I feel like we had to do something. And in that moment, we were just having fun. I loved it. Isaac obviously beat me. But, yeah, no, it was good fun. So did you communicate with each other, like coming down the home straight saying like, let's do this or like, what, what was that? So funnily enough with until about a K left, I thought we were racing and then we ran past our coach for the last time um, or second last time while we were both still running pretty hard. And he was like, enjoy it. Just like chill. Uh, We've got the win basically just don't hold hands over the line, which we weren't planning to, but apparently you can get, disqualified for that because helping blocking people or yeah. helping oh. yeah um so funnily enough with about five or six hundred to go i said to bastion all right do you want to just like jog it in um and he was like yeah you can take the win so he said to me you can have the win and i was like all right like it's probably my last cross-country season like i'll i'll take a conference individual title not that not that winning a Missouri Valley Conference cross-country title was going to, you know, do a lot for you. But I was like, yeah, fair enough. I'll I'll take it. Um, and then coming into the home straight, nothing was planned. Like, none of – it was kind of completely random. I just, like, had my arms out the whole time. I didn't really know what to do. Um, I think we, like, fist-pumped each other. And then the spins just kind of happened. Um, but, yeah, then after saying I could take the win, he ended up – ended up getting there first um and then after he was like why'd you stop uh because I kind of was just like looking around like enjoying it and I don't know I didn't really care it's whatever anyone who sees the video knows that we were both cruising in so yeah it's first and it's first and first isn't it I guess like you can't really say who's won or not it just 
looks nice on paper, but it doesn't really matter, yeah. like you said. And then re regionals, is it regionals? Yeah, regionals, it's conference regionals, nationals. Mm -hmm. Just so you came fourth, fifth? Yeah, yeah, fourth. And that was against Oklahoma State. That was against yeah. Iowa State, was it? Iowa State, Iowa, um, Tulsa. Yeah, we've yeah. got a strong, strong region. So coming out of a pretty average conference, like getting the win there, I would say my run of the season was definitely at regionals. Um, so, yeah, coming fourth in that field, basically the way it works is at regionals, the top two teams go on to nationals, definitely. And then mm. based on, you know, how you've gone throughout the season as a team, you can, like more than two teams can go. So in the end, from our region, um, it ended up being Oklahoma State, Iowa State is top two, and then Tulsa ended up going as well, and Minnesota. Um, so four teams went. Um, I was fourth over the line. So, and yeah, four individuals go as well. So four individuals who aren't on a team go as well. Um, so I was fourth overall, locked up a guaranteed spot. Um, and then Baston was actually 19. So if Minnesota hadn't qualified, he wouldn't have done either because another individual would have been ahead of him. Yeah. Because Minnesota qualified, he qualified as the final individual. Um, but yeah, I was I was really hoping to be like, I wanted to get one of those individual spots on that day, but I knew it was going to be like pretty tough. And then, yeah, it worked out well. I felt good and just hung in there um, and yeah, got through. Let's talk about some of the names of people who you beat because mm. there's, there's quite a few. I haven't got the results off the top of my head, but we're yeah. talking. I mean, yeah. you you probably can name them better than me. So, uh, I mean, Kip two obviously won. I didn't beat him. Um, and then Jonathan Davis, who's pretty good, came second. Not the English one, but there's an American one. Um, he's been running really well. Uh, Scott Beatty was third. Uh, he is English. Then there was me, and then behind me, um, Sir Rory Leonard to start us off. Um, Oklahoma State. I didn't, I didn't lose to any of the Oklahoma State boys, so including Isai Rodriguez. And obviously, they got the team win. They knew they were going, and so they potentially could have gone a little bit more. Maybe some of them, um, but yeah. Uh, wow, I'm actually struggling to to think of who else was was actually behind me but it was a it was a decent day um yeah it was a big it was a big field I think Isaac Akers might have raced the regionals as well for Tulsa but he was coming back another British guy yeah, it's I quite it's quite a British conference actually isn't it very because of Tulsa really like um Tulsa I think most of their team is international mm. um mostly English really um yeah, so oh Alec Baston, he's another one. He's he's a really pretty good runner. Um yeah, Isaya Rodriguez, I would say, is like the, the big one. Shay McAvoy, um, he's a Tulsa boy. Yeah. I don't know. There's there's a few good strong names in that field. Um it was a good day to get through to the nationals, worked out. And and people who maybe don't follow you as much as they should. Um there's Instagram and YouTube and in the description of this podcast if you don't. Um what happened between then and nationals? Uh and also I guess the led to result at nationals. Um uh, you were ill, weren't you, for nationals? 
Is that right? Well, yeah, not really, but straight after I was mm. really ill. And so, I don't know, I can't really use the excuse of like being ill at nationals for coming 139th. Um, but in between regionals and nationals, we had a good couple of sessions, like things were going pretty well. I felt good. Um, we flew down to Florida. Um, and yeah, I, I thought I was feeling good, ready to go. And, um, top 40 at national cross is all American. And that's what I really wanted to be. Um, in the end, I missed it by 99 places. Uh, but yeah, I mean, in in the week leading up, Isaac was saying, Isaac Baston, obviously, who I travelled with, I was rooming with, he was saying he was feeling a bit under the weather. Um, I felt completely fine, honestly, uh, the day of. Like, I, I raced... Honestly, I wouldn't even say it was that terrible. Like, mm. I, I recorded it on my watch, and I got 10.1k or whatever at 2.59 per k. Um so I was still running sub three minute Ks, obviously GPS could be a little bit dodgy, but um, I would still say it was like a solid run, but definitely based on how I ran at regionals, I should have been quite a bit further up the field. Um, and then, yeah, really in the two weeks after that, I was really ill. So I had over a full week off running, um, which wasn't the plan at all. I felt really pretty bad. The doctor's, because I, I went to the doctors just to kind of see why I wasn't improving because it had been quite a long time. Um, and they listened to like my heart and lungs and stuff and it was never diagnosed, but she said she thought from the sound of it, it could be pneumonia. Um, I was on antibiotics for five days, had an ear infection. I was just like pretty wiped out. Um, so yeah, I don't know if I actually had anything kind of coming on during National Cross or like, at the time of national cross, but I know that in the couple of weeks after I was pretty bad. Um, oh, and actually just after national cross, a couple of days after I was talking to you the other day, Alfie, I got my COVID booster. Um, and I was definitely getting ill, but I think that then, that then knocked me down and oh, it was a really rough couple of weeks after that. Yeah. Yeah. I, d- I don't want to make it a COVID podcast because you do what you want I'm sort of my booster at the minute I'm trying to wait until after my season before I get it just because the vaccine wiped me out completely for a long time um yeah which probably better than getting covid and getting wiped yeah, out yeah. from that but I just, I just don't want to risk either of them at the minute so I'm just playing it safe but yeah yeah I, people I speak to either have no symptoms at all from the vaccine and booster or they ill for weeks i just think it depends on your immune system which one you get and stuff like that yeah. and it, like if, if you are already ill and your body has to get something injected into it to then fight that off as well your body's probably yeah. not going to react too well to that um no definitely not but are you fine now? Though, uh, huh? how am i now yeah yeah but yeah good good like i ran 90 miles last week 70 the week before 50 the week before and the week before that it was kind of like trying to just get out for a few runs after being ill but um just on that I for the first two vaccines I got so the I had Moderna um I felt nothing I was completely fine for both and then yeah I got my booster obviously probably not the best timing with me I was already kind of feeling a bit ill and then yeah it was just not not good but now I'm really 
pretty good. I still I still don't feel quite right. Like I don't feel where I was, I would say. Um but in terms of like fitness and health, I'm I'm very I'm healthy, uh and I'm getting fit, I would say. So um doing kind of two sessions a week at the moment, um just getting ready for going back to America on January the 10th. Um Milrose Games could be the opener in the B mile. That's yeah hopefully can run quick there did you um pace make i because i was listening to the podcast but i i had to pause it before the end and i don't think it was step of the did you end up pace making that mile for Isaac? yeah and yeah i did go? it was so pointless as in he he broke four he ran 358 high um but there was do you know willie fink no I probably maybe shouldn't. not yeah he he's a under armor pro um, yeah. him and Casey Coma, they were in the race. And so the way it worked out was they were meant to go out at 226 through the K. And mm. so Willie Fink was going to take it. Casey Coma was in second. And then I said to them, I'll tuck in third and Baston will get in behind me. Um, he'll just kind of tuck in in fourth. And if they were going to be running 226 pace, I'd kind of let maybe a little bit of a gap open up um, mm. between Casey and me just because 226 is like 354 mile pace. Um, and Baston knew that he didn't have to run that. Um, they were thinking that Casey would be in about 355 shape. And we went out in, I was 62 through 409. So we were straight off pace. Like um, I then went through 709 because it's a 300 meter track. I went through 709 meters like on 401 mile pace um and then i got through 800 in about i don't know two flat um and i was running down the back straight and jay just said to me just get out um and so i did and then baston had to close like the little gap that was originally where i was um get back on casey and then he ended up beating casey um i think casey came around 403 that day maybe 404 um and Baston around 358 but I obviously I made a video out of that for my YouTube channel and um at the end of that I was kind of just saying it was like it was probably a good little workout for me to just shock myself and have a go at running like four minute mile pace just because I haven't for such a long time but in terms of Isaac actually running a quick mile um I really didn't do much for him uh yeah but it, it was good he broke four um we don't know if it'll be a qualifier for nationals just because everyone's going to probably run pretty quick this year. But I got in last year with 359.03. So he's run a little bit quicker than that. So he could get lucky and scrape in. It, it's scary how many people can run sub four. Um, I guess it's nice having no Cole, no Waleed, no, I guess he didn't run indoors, but no, uh, no Goose as well. Wait, really? I don't no think so. I thought he was coming back. I mean, he ran cross. He hasn't gone pro, has he? Um, uh, I'll I, I'll speak to you off the podcast about that one. Maybe I don't know. I just I was under the impression that he wasn't coming back before I got told information. Oh um, right, yeah, interesting. We'll maybe he is. Maybe that. he is. That might be completely wrong. But he's he's racing Milrose three thousand, isn't he? Yeah, um, I saw that. That looks like a really pretty stacked field um hopefully i'll be able to be there and watch them either before or after my mile fanboy a few of them 
Yeah, well, I'm racing a 3K on the 9th, and I'm quite sad because I kind of was looking forward to watching all those races because it's in Sheffield um, mm. at the indoor track. But yeah, I'm racing, so that kind of takes all the fun out of it. But, Nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. Don't listen to what I just said about Magoose. Um, I wasn't, anyway. It yeah. doesn't matter. <laughs> Talking um, rubbish. While we're, while we're on the NCAAs, after parties, I wanted to talk about this because I think I've, I receive photos from you and Charles Hicks predominantly at after parties. Usually, Charles with, Hicks? Yeah, no, as in Charles Hicks sends me photos of an after party and you've sent me photos of an after party as well. Usually with Ben Crawford or someone. Oh, yeah. So how, how are the NCAA after parties? Because I've heard they're pretty wild compared to the yeah. standard running um, sort of stereotype you get as like a runner. Yeah, I mean, can't lie, they happen. Uh, I think as a runner, um, there's a couple of times, well, a few times, I'm in a bad habit of saying a couple, meaning a few, it's an Australian thing. Um, a few times a year where you know, you have a big competition and everyone's going out after. Um, and I think I'd have to say Oregon uh, for outdoor nationals last year was probably probably the highlight for me. Um, I went round to Ben Crawford's house and turned up and it was it was a pretty fun night. Like the I obviously missed out on making the 1500 final. Um last year so that was on the Wednesday and I was staying in Oregon till Saturday um so I went over on the Wednesday night there was a few people there like not it was a relatively low-key night um and then the Friday all the boys had finished their finals so Cooper and Cole turned up um Waleed was there I think out of the 1500 finalists so obviously 12 of them I think eight were there um me and Baston went along um the Friday night was good fun and it was just cool like you you see all these people online um and obviously you kind of see them a little bit at, at the track at nationals and stuff but um everyone's kind of in that racing mode I guess and then it was pretty cool just to be able to hang out um in Oregon at at Ben Crawford's house um yeah where Cooper lives Gavin Hill I think as well who who's a big running fan uh doesn't actually run himself I don't think but yeah no there were a couple of good nights uh and then in Florida uh after National Cross there was another after party and Florida State is like the big you know party school of America I guess um pretty much everyone was out honestly like most people were uh yeah it was fun night I was flying early the next morning though so yeah, were got... you flying back to the UK or were you flying back to, back to Drake? Drake, yeah. I, I've heard many different things about both of those after pies um, <laughs> from different people. So, yeah, they get yeah. kind of wild. Run, runners are kind of people, like, when their season's over, they sort of use all that cooped up, I guess, self-discipline yeah. and just let it go in one go. Um, yeah. It is kind of... If, if for anyone who, who doesn't, who hasn't either been, I guess, first-hand experience of NCAA after parties or like it's the same as say if you go if you run for your country or run for like your region and then you you go to like somewhere it's always like a crazy night um yeah to what you wouldn't expect runners to be like it's kind of yeah crazy. yeah that's that's one of the things I guess you see a side of 
quite a few people you see online that you wouldn't you wouldn't usually see and I think in Florida like I'd met I'd met Everett Smolders once before at National Indoors I'd hardly really spoken to him but he was there uh, he traveled down obviously to watch and I, I guess get a video out of National Cross and just like hang out with I guess he's got quite a few friends I think yeah. who are at Florida State um so it worked out well but yeah just so many people there you meet so many people um yeah and it's good fun he's, he's so different to what he's like on camera over at Smolders it, it's weird like it's, yeah. just, it's, it's the same person in some aspects but then he's also completely different off camera yeah um, no he's a he's a good guy I guess he's he's done pretty well to show a, a pretty I don't know what you'd call it side of him uh, amplified, the- amplified side of him yeah I guess yeah. that's a good way of putting it but um no, he's a he's a good guy. They're a good group of people, um, and it was good to, I guess, properly meet them all. And, yeah, With, and without wanting to incriminate anyone, I will move off the after party subject. Um, Drake is an Adidas school, isn't it? Is, is that right? Yeah. yeah. How do you, you um, you've obviously worn? I'm pretty sure you've worn dragonflies at some point. Oh, and yeah. I saw you also in cross country. You wore the Adidas Ambition or the Adidas Avanti. 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 Yeah. How is yeah. that? How does that compare to the Dragonfly, if you're allowed to say? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think... Uh, I don't know. I mean, Drake is a school is sponsored by Adidas, but you wouldn't know. Like, honestly, our, our gear... I'll, I mean, I don't know if I should really be talking too much about this, but it's like, this year, at D1 schools, most people, like, will put up a picture of, like, the gear they get, and it's, like, mm. incredible. My first year at Drake, it was. And I know with covid and stuff it's been a little bit tricky um but it's been pretty diabolical this year so we this shirt i'm wearing right now this is one of like a very small collection of stuff that we got given and we have to return it all um so this year the gear situation at drake hasn't been that good so i think during cross country not even all the boys who were racing ended up getting spikes um so a few of our guys were wearing different models older models i think one guy chris who didn't end up racing at conference or regionals but he was he was racing in like 2013 like old i think they were adidas but anyway anyway um to answer your question the advances are actually really pretty nice and i loved racing in them for cross um yeah i don't i don't know how they'd go on the track for like a you wouldn't want to wear them for a mile, I don't think. You could probably run all right, but I wore them in every cross race, and I'd say they're now pretty damaged, pretty ruined from that. Um, yeah, I think on the track, they'd probably be pretty decent for like 5K, 10K. Um, they are probably the equivalent of the Dragonfly, but they're a lot thicker. Um, so... Yeah, no, they're good, but I think for for track, um, if we get the ambition, I might race in that. I think I probably would just to you know be in the Adidas gear, um, but we'll have to see about that. I have still got a pretty fresh pair of dragonflies, so yeah, we'll see. I, f- I think there's still a lot of wiggle like space for improvements on the track. I feel like a lot of people because of all these fast times have happened. They're like, it's the spikes, and I don't actually think that 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 much better than anything was P before. I think yeah. it does leave your legs a little less battered, which I guess might yeah. help 
in the last 200, but also Dragonflies. I think you, they probably slow you down compared to the like Vic Elites back in the day yeah. with the carbon, but then obviously you're less tired. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's hard to tell, but like it, it hasn't been like, I mean, to, to use Jakob as an example, he ran 331 when he was like 17. Mm. He's run 328 now and he's grown three or four years like that that was probably three years ago he's 21 now but um he's he's improved to 328 from 331 over three years when he's done quite a lot of developing and growing i mean that is so three seconds when you're already running 331 is quite big like if i was a 331 runner and suddenly ran 328 i'd be pretty happy i guess mo katir probably know how knows how that feels but um I, i don't know I don't think the spikes can make a huge difference. They feel good, but it can't be massive. Yeah, compared to the road shoes, road shoes are different. Like over the, I guess upwards of ten k, I guess road shoes are crazy. I don't, I don't know how how they fare on a five and ten. I don't know the yeah. conversion there because the road five, the road ten k world record is Ronick Scaputo's, and he did it in a standard Adidas flat, and that was after the chapter guy broke it in the next percent. So hmm. I, I don't know. It depends what kind of runner you are. Um, yeah, it's strange, but obviously those new rules have just come in. So in 2024, yeah. it has to be 20 mil. So it's funny because Adidas and Nike, their spikes still fit within the regulations perfectly. Every other brand's doesn't. Same with happened <laughs> on the road. Nike was obviously had already designed the Alpha Fly. Will the Flex come out with rules saying it's 40 millimeters stack height? The Alpha Fly is 39.9 millimeters. It's like <laughs> yeah. convenient. Very. We, yeah. Clearly know where the money is. Um, Might know a few people, but oh yeah, yeah without a doubt. Um, so yeah, Adidas spikes, Adidas kit in general. I, I actually think it's better than Nike's at the minute in terms of performance, but yeah. their stock issues are awful. You, you're not getting yeah. a, the deliveries awful. Their yeah. stock is awful. But the same with Asics. Most brands sort of it's taking so yeah. long to get deliveries at the minute. Yeah, um, yeah. I didn't. I, I didn't ask you this before, and I wanted to because. It's quite a different one for you because Australian, English, American, sort of. You, <laughs> who who are your favourite runners? Because obviously you'd sort of gravitate towards Stewie and Matt Ramsden and uh, Brett Robinson and Jack Rayner. But then also you've got yeah. NCAA side, American side, and also you've got your British side as well. So it's quite yeah. a weird dynamic. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I follow a lot like if you know you see you see all the top results like um people like ollie Hoare, i feel like he's still pretty underrated for for an olympic finalist he um i guess uh, i mean he's running incredibly but i still feel like a lot of people don't know him who who probably should know him. um i don't know i i love everyone like i guess jacob stewie um, Josh Kerr, he's got to be right up there. He's underrated. I don't know. Um, yeah, just all the common ones, I guess, without going through a whole list. Like, yeah, just everyone who most people know. Um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I'm like, because I've kind of grown up like all over the place. Like, I wouldn't. I, I probably would have to say like I am. I know more of the Australian ones a bit better. Like I've hardly met any of them. 
Um, but yeah, I'd probably like know them a bit more. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And then I don't know. In terms of like English British ones, like I'll probably hopefully end up racing most of them this year. So feels like a little bit weird to <laughs> be idolizing them, but I, I guess you do. Um, I don't know. Are you? Very quickly, because you said about racing British ones, are you doing a 3,000 indoors this year, or don't you know yet? In America? Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. Because you do know the world standard is 752. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. I, I looked at them. I think 750. I think 752. 750. Really? 752. All right. I think... Serbia World Championships indoor uh, March sometime. Um, I've looked at that, and it's 339 flat for the 1,500. Like. Mm. Uh, yeah I mean but I, w- I would love to go and run at that but I feel like so will a lot of other people um, yeah. but I do think if it's 752 obviously I've only run 806 officially but I feel like something around 750 would be would be doable so I, I definitely am keen to run a 3k this year um, I'll hopefully run a quick mile hopefully run a quick 3k and then um yeah see what happens with what i run at nationals assuming i qualify yeah sorry i was trying to i was trying to look it up to confirm i found uh-huh. some different i found some different standards for uh i think the commonwealths yeah the commonwealth games 337 30 30 yeah 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 i think I, i'm pretty sure it's 752 because i was like as like a a goal i want to try and get close to 752 obviously like yeah. you said there's so many people who can run 752. You're not going to get selected yeah. by running 752, but it'd be nice to sort of say I got close to that standard, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. But it's such a weird standard because indoor, like those standards are so much easier than they are outdoor. And mm. like, maybe, maybe not quite so many people will be focused on indoor. Cause obviously there's for, for English people, Commonwealth games, European champs and world champs as well. And world indoor, obviously. So um maybe not quite so many people will be focused on trying to make that world indoor team but compared to the outdoor standards and like the olympic standards uh even the commonwealth games those standards like uh something like 752 is reasonably relatively achievable i think um it just then depends on who's actually gonna put their name down to to actually go and run at that but i'd be up for it i'd definitely be up for it yeah I feel like if there's a trial as well, like having some mile of speed, even though you're a 5k runner, I think, but having that sort of mile speed is definitely Don't helpful. Yeah. You, you need yeah. to move up to the 5k at some point. You have to, yeah. it has to happen. The day, the day probably is coming. Um, my coach says that as well, but I don't know. I think with a good bit of mile speed in me, a good bit of training this year, hopefully I can still bang out a few good miles and 1500s for, for my final college year, probably. I mean, there's plenty of 15 5K runners as well, like Jakob, for oh, example. Yeah. He, he yeah. could probably get close to the world record in both. Like, you know, it's yeah. it's not really it's something where you have to choose one. Um, I asked you your favourite runners, least favourite runners. Who are they? <laughs> I, just wanted to, I just wanted to incriminate you a bit. Obviously, you don't have to answer yeah. that. I just wanted to You're make... very uh, out of pocket, aren't you? Trying to cause a bit of drama. I Honestly, I don't... Like, being on the spot, I really can't think of any who I particularly don't like um even then trying to come up with like my favorites I feel like I gave an awful answer I just I follow running and I 
like the popular ones, I guess. The ones that everyone really hears about. And I don't know. Who who do you not like? Like, who would you say? <laughs> is there anyone? Oh, I'm not answering it. I'm I'm the podcast host. I'm I don't <laughs> ask the, I ask the questions, not as no, I feel like I have quite a few. Um but I think it's more from knowing them personally or like through Trackster yeah. rather than actually for what you see on TV. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. I, I honestly can't think of any. And obviously I've only got my personal accounts and I guess there's probably quite a few people out there who've got a lot to say about me, you know, having a YouTube channel and whatever. But I I don't know. I just kind of see what you guys post. Like, yeah, I, I can't think of any off yeah. the top of my head. Diplomatic. Know, I, yeah, I like that. You definitely have a few names, but um, I, I, I'm the same. Like, I, if I, if it wasn't for Trackster, and I'm, I'm not sure if yours is the same because you're more of the, I guess, YouTuber where you don't you like it's your channel, not really others, mm-hmm. other people and stuff like that. It's might yeah. be a bit different, but like the only reason I dislike runners is because of interactions with them through Trackster, not actually what I've seen online. Yeah. Um, YouTube wise, I need to ask you about this because you. You see a lot of these running YouTubers who I don't want to be mean to them. Generally, are subpar in terms of performance. I don't. I don't want to say that in a negative way because it's they're still really good runners. But sort of they can afford to do more time of filming content or like carrying a drone with them on their run whilst yeah. stopping and stuff. Yeah. Obviously, you. I, I don't. I. How do you even word it? I, an elite. Let's just say an elite runner. How does uh-huh. that? Well, I mean, it's you know a sub four mile. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, three of them. It, well, sorry. <laughs> and fourth, fourth for NCAAs. If if only you knew how to run through the line, might have been a different story. <laughs> um, but it's how do you cope with filming a video and sort yeah. of prioritizing your session whilst also getting a video filmed and stuff like that? Yeah, it definitely is sometimes a little bit difficult. Like the other day, um, I think my second most recent video, uh, I filmed. I had my dad film a session at the track um, and it, it sometimes is like a little bit annoying and I never want, uh, I, I never want like filming the workout to interfere with the workout. Um, so on that day, like I wasn't feeling great that morning. I nearly didn't bring the camera and then I was like, oh, I'll bring it. Dad can like get a bit of video. Um, we didn't even film an intro. And then at the end, after the session, because it, it went okay, and I was like, yeah, this will be a decent enough video. Um, I filmed an intro pretending that it was before the session, a little bit cheeky, but you got to do what you got to do. Um, sorry to all my subscribers. Uh, but I guess, like, I'm never going to go out. Maybe in the very early days, I would have gone out and run with a GoPro and, like, filmed a little yeah. bit of runs. But now that that was a, a point in time where i was trying to get a video done every single week and now um i did that for quite a long time and now i'm just more like i'll film videos whenever i can and i'll post whenever i can if that's going to be once a week great if it's going to be three times a week even better and if it's going to be i have to take two weeks off then that's the way it is um but generally like if i i said this on the sweat elite video um I just went for an easy run and the sweat elite guy, Matt, he, he filmed and kind of talked about running and YouTube and college and stuff. And the way I worded it was that if, if there's like um, 
one of the guys at Drake, for example, if they're not working out and we've got a load of people who are, um, if someone is like keen to film a workout or if they're able to, um, then that's the way I'll do it. I'll give them the camera and whatever they film, that's, that's what it's going to be. Um, I always try and make sure I don't interfere with anything. I do before and after the session, try and get a couple of people to, you know, speak about what their thoughts on the session are. We get Jay, my coach to say a few words on kind of what, what the actual workout is. Um, but yeah, no, I'm never going along like <laughs> jogging along with a drone or anything like that. Occasionally there are drone shots. I do have a drone, but I'll generally film with the drone like three or four days before or after the workout and like I don't know put it in um yeah, like b-roll footage like exactly view, yeah. yeah stuff like that so it, it really never interferes um and on days where I feel like it's going to I get for example my dad to just like film what he can mm. I'll see what it's like and then if it's going to be all right at the end of the session, I might film an intro, which is what ended up happening the other day. So yeah, it's enjoyable and it works out pretty well generally um, without really taking away anything from, from training. Do you notice a difference with the filming side of things? I'm just saying like film where I can, I'm not filming much at the minute, but if, if I can get someone to film, film it and then decide if it's going to be a video or not and then film the intro outro i've even done like strides and lined up by the reps before like got people to film strides after the session and just said it's part of my reps has to be done i'm sorry to say it has to be it done does sometimes. i um, think i've probably done that yeah it's fine you're still doing the same it's like it's not like you're lying about your session it's just no. footage but um do you notice a difference with how you perform with the cameras are on or off because i i don't know why but it must be a coincidence i've never had a bad session with the cameras on and i don't know why i don't yeah. know mentally or <laughs> what i think i think i'm the same uh generally well the videos that make it to youtube generally the workouts are like decent um mm. but but i say that i've i don't think i've ever filmed a full video of a session and not put it on youtube you know what i mean yeah. i um i wouldn't say i n- genuinely feel like a huge difference but i feel like I don't know. It, it always it always ends up going all right. And whether that is a kind of subconscious thing of like trying to perform for the camera, you know, impress the viewers, who knows? But I, I do know what you mean. Like I generally do all right when, when the camera's on. Yeah. I'm just good. Yeah. It it must sort of be in the back of your mind, like if you it's almost like you're having someone watching you. Like, but then yeah. you've got thousands of people watching you. It, if you think about it like that, it's probably a bit intimidating. I've had two sessions where I haven't seen the light of day. One was a, I don't know why I didn't, it was like bad, both of them are because of the badly filmed rather than because it was a bad session. But like yeah. one of them was like, I had an average session and I was going to post it because I felt awful. I had to change the session, which necessarily, uh-huh. if anyone's listening, you, it's fine to adapt your session sometimes if you feel terrible. Like that just, you know, yeah. it's, it happens sometimes. But then the other one, I meant to film it for a brand deal. Um, so I tried to film it a bit differently so then I could just fit the brand deal in, in the middle. And then mm-hmm. it was, but then without the brand deal, it looked stupid and then I didn't do the brand deal. So then it was <laughs> kind of like a video and I, it's in the summer now and I kind of want to upload it because it's a good session, but I don't yeah. really know what to do because it's six months ago. It's not really relevant, is it? So it's, it's. Well, you could just pretend it was a warm day in winter. Like you get a few mild days over here, maybe not up in Sheffield, but. No, no, I don't even know what a mild day is, like five degrees here. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, you just wait till I get back to America. In Des Moines, where Drake is, there's a day this week, minus 23, the low, minus 10, the high. Is it a big difference? Do you notice that difference? Look at that. I mean, no one can see this, obviously, but um, yeah, winters are particularly bad in in Des Moines at Drake. Um, so I'll probably get back. It'll probably be snow for the next, I don't know, couple of months. Um, and you can't run outside. Like when, when you've got a day where it's minus 20 with like, I don't know, minus 30 something wind chill, you, you really can't run outside. So when I get back, it'll probably be four, six weeks of like treadmill running and indoor track, um, which I don't mind. Like mm. it's not ideal, but you get through it. Like it's just long runs, long runs. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can, is it a, is it a big difference? Can you like notice the difference between minus five and minus thirty? Like, is it a huge difference, or is it just sort of? <laughs> yeah, as in the weather. The weather I've had while I've been back in England, and granted, like today it's like thirteen Celsius or something. Yeah, it's nice. Like, right it's now. nice at the moment. Really nice, actually. Um, so it's been completely fine for running. And a couple of a couple of mornings, it's been like, oh, it's a little bit chilly. But I've hardly even gone out wearing a jacket a few runs i've had to wear like a jacket i usually wear gloves but then getting back to america when it when it will be like minus 20 you go outside and it it like hurts like you can't you can't go outside um well well you can go outside but i won't be running outside when it's that cold um yeah so you definitely do feel a difference i felt it particularly pretty badly in February 2021, when I went back to um, America, I'd been living in Australia for a year and it was Australian summer. Um, so I went from 30 odd degrees every day back over to America from 30 to, I don't know, minus 20. Um, and that was tough. That was really tough. I think in my first week back, I did an hour and a half or an hour 20 long run around 220 meter indoor track it grim i just i can't even comprehend that it's just miserable like i yeah. i i'm at a point it does improve your mental toughness i've done a few tempos on the treadmill for 45 minute tempos 50 minute tempos kills me yeah the longest i've run on the treadmill is an hour and 10 minutes but i guess you get used to it back when you have to when you have no choice yeah yeah i haven't had it that bad so far like the the fall semester so like august to december was actually really mild so um we were able to run outside pretty much all the way through then maybe was a couple of days where we had to go indoors go on the treadmill but yeah. i expect unless it's somehow really mild when i get back um there'll be a good few long runs on the indoor track and the treadmills uh i think the longest i've gone on a treadmill was 16 miles maybe 15 but that feels like a long way when you're going on a treadmill for, I don't know, an hour and 45 minutes. It feels like when you get on it, it feels like it's never going to end. And then, I don't know, you just get through it, I guess. You don't please. put your music in. But I was going to say, please, please tell me you actually watch or listen to something for that an hour and 45. Or just No, no. <laughs> uh, usually, usually there'll be people there and I'll be talking to people. Maybe in the past i've like tried to put on a netflix show or something but i find that your phone just like bounces around you like can hardly hear it even with headphones on because i i do actually own headphones but they 
rarely, rarely get used. As in, I probably haven't put them on for two or three years. <laughs> I've got um, a Noble Pro Elite i8.1, or a, I can't remember the terminology, yeah. but it's a, a Noble Pro treadmill. Um, mm. And it's like state of the art, it's like phenomenal. And the, it, it's comfy to run on, it feels like a track, but then it's got nice. a screen. So I can watch Netflix on the screen, which is kind of helpful. Cool. Because then you're not sort of looking down at your phone. It's sort of a bit more yeah. natural yeah. running position. But I, I get bored watching stuff. I get bored because I don't know how you do it without doing anything. Yeah, that would actually be really good. Like if we had tremors like that, I'd definitely always have something on. And I think, I don't know, if if someone was there with a speaker, I'd happily listen to music. I will, I will happily listen to it. It's not that I don't like it. I enjoy it. I do enjoy music. I just can't be bothered to... I don't know. I just, I just, yeah. It's whatever. It's freaky. It still baffles me. Everyone listens to this, obviously, is different to you because most people listen to this on their run. So it's like... Yeah, yeah. But it's strange. I guess uh, I, don't, I need to move on from it because it's just, I can't even comprehend it. Um, <laughs> looking forward, I don't want to look past indoors and outdoors. Is this This is your final year of eligibility, is it? for outdoors Uh, it's actually not i don't think um because of covid i find it so confusing i people always say oh what year are you and stuff like that and how much eligibility have you got i i finished my degree in may that's when Mm -hmm. i graduate and so i've kind of always just assumed like i'll graduate and i'll be done um my coach did actually tell me i think i could come back for cross country and then indoor for one more year um but I wouldn't get another degree I would have to be doing classes and I don't know I depending on how this season goes it would actually be something I'd consider doing but I hopefully will run well this year and not end up coming back okay that's the plan I want to graduate and get a degree essentially just because I don't want to be studying classes when I don't have to be that's that's the way I see it. Like, why come back to uni and be doing classes when you could be, I don't know, moving on to hopefully like bigger and better things, maybe joining a group, maybe yeah. starting one. Uh, but um, yeah, I we'll see. It really depends on this year. That that was my question. So, what are sort of your plans? Obviously, the NCAA's. And we're talking medals in both. I'm guessing is your main goal for yeah the out like indoors and outdoors like meddling. Um, yeah. I'm guessing in the 15 or the, well, the mile, uh, yeah. 15. Yeah. Okay. And so what indoor, else? Indoor. Yeah. Indoor mile or 3k or, yeah. or potentially, but very unlikely both. Um, just because, Cole yeah, Cole Hawker 2.0, just because essentially if you qualify in both and you finish both, you're an all American indoor, mm. um, so, and having having an extra All American title, I guess, is like pretty pretty good. I mean, having one is like really good. You know, if you're an All American in college, you're pretty pretty decent. Um, so the more you can get, the better, I guess. But the mile is completely done, the heat and the final before the three k. So if I was going to focus on the mile, I could fully focus on it without having to worry about. Um, you know, maybe a 3K affecting how I'd run in the mile. It probably would then result in a pretty poor 3K. Um, 
which is probably why I wouldn't end up doing it if I was to qualify in both. But um, it would potentially uh, be something I'd look at. Probably, though, it will only be the mile, more than likely. And then outdoor, um, probably, again, 1,500. But potentially the 5K. It'll really depend on how this season goes and, you know, what what I'm running. Probably what other people are running. You know, if there's going to be 20 guys running 13, 20 odd, then I might rate my chances better in the 1500. But in that, there might be 20 guys running 335. So we'll see. Do you back yourself? I'd back you to run a 13, 20 odd 5K in summer. Yeah. I, I I really do now. Like I, I ran 13.58 on the track on my own in April, early in the outdoor season. Um, mm-hmm. And that was like, obviously it's a long way from 13.20, but it's a solid like 5K for, for running pretty much on my own. I was paced for like 2.5K um, or oh, 2K even. Uh, so hopefully by the end of summer, I'll be, I don't know, knocking on the door of like, 13 20 odd hopefully definitely under 13 30 assuming i get in the right races and stuff but yeah we'll see so what what's after that then what are you looking to do after ncaa's yeah yeah again it really depends on like this year and how how i go this year um but i think i kind of hopefully i guess most people would see it in the same way i do um that I kind of, I guess, laid the foundations last indoor season, especially. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then obviously outdoor didn't quite go as planned, but coming forth indoor, I think was like pretty decent. And then making nationals again outdoor, obviously I didn't make the final, but um, that was just unbelievable. Everyone who was running in the 1500 at nationals last year. Um, so yeah, after after this season, the the main goal the biggest goal would be to try and get a contract and stay in America and join a group who, who that would be, what group that would be. I don't know. Again, it will depend. Um, yeah. But God, there's a few, a few groups out there who, yeah, I would definitely love to become a part of. And again, if, if this season went terribly, I'd probably come back to Drake and try and improve on it, you know, do another year of cross country and, indoor i don't think i've got outdoor um but if if it went okay uh and i could kind of continue running but it wasn't outstanding i might end up back in england just based here running um yeah i I don't know i don't know the biggest goal would be to join a group in america yeah and i was like i guess an altitude group as well would be handy so like like tim and on on would be a good group to join, I think. Apart from their shoes, that which are useless, but they yeah, they all run in, they all yeah. run in dragonflies anyway. And maybe yeah. one day they'll they'll come out with something better. But on on is a group that when it first began, uh, it kind of seemed like pretty weird that guys at the top of the NCAA would go to a brand that no one like, no one really knows. Like their shoes, uh they seemed pretty average obviously now they're they're getting quite a lot of traction um and yeah now based on what they've done over the last kind of year or two is yeah a group that you'd be silly not to be wanting to join a group like that i guess um yeah yeah 
Dathan seems like a really good coach, the way he's got sort of Ollie, Geordie, Morgan, Joe. Like yeah. just on the men's side, that is just to run so well. It's he's yeah. obviously doing something right. Um yeah. but I think the UK as well sort of see a bit more investment. Like the Leeds, for example, you've got Emil and Phil, who was just signed with Adidas, both of them. Yeah. And the Leeds setup is getting just better and better every yeah. every week by the looks of things. But so yeah. there's been a bit more investment there, especially with, also with sports shoes. Um, Joe, yeah, I think there's some sports shoes athletes. Then Jake Smith's got his contract with Nike, so it, it's it's looking up. Even if you had to come back for whatever reason, the UK, I think there's lots of opportunities there as well. But yeah, yeah definitely. America is the peak, like the pinnacle of it, yeah. isn't, isn't it? Really, I think there's also it's... a few. There's a team getting started, a European team. Well, actually, there's wow. been two. Puma one has just been started today, I think, a European one. Um, Saw your story, yeah. And then also yeah. there's an on-team. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. There's, a, there's an on-team getting started in Europe as well, wow. um, which is obviously, yeah. if it can replicate what they've done in the US, that's also another pretty big, good big team. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. There's plenty of options. No, yeah, hopefully. I mean, as you say, America is obviously kind of the place for it. I think in terms of like money investment groups, it's like it really is the place to be. Australia, obviously, you've got like Melbourne Track Club. But yeah, I mean, my family is now based in England again. Um, so Australia is like pretty far from everything. Um, England, yeah, England's on the rise. So yeah, where I'll be in 12 months, who knows? But hopefully I'll be happy with wherever i am yeah running well speaking of melbourne track club did you see Stuart mcswain ran 359 for a grass mile today yeah running yeah. around people in a handicapped race yes. I, know. I think he ran the same last year maybe yeah i think he's done that like three years in a row like and just he, got under four and he came 11th was it did he come 11th or something like that I, overall i actually don't know i saw i saw a little video of it but the handicapping is always really harsh on him because obviously mm. he's run like 348 ish i think yeah. for the mile so he's going to be right at the back and if he's not in peak mile shape there's going to be some like i don't know 430 miler who gets a really nice handicap and can kind of just like cruise it in and be way ahead of a 348 guy so yeah yeah, I like that dynamic though. It's fun to watch like different abilities compete against each other at the same time. It's yeah. just a shame that you never really get. I guess it works both ways because like you get to see a race and you also get to see the athletes chasing down. But nine times out of ten, the handicapped athlete doesn't win. So then it sort of gives other people spotlight, and then but also the other athletes get attention because it's like I like that. I kind of like that. It's kind of fun. Yeah, it is. It is a good way of doing it. Definitely. I mean, breaking four on grass is <laughs> pretty impressive. Ridiculous! It's yeah. basically basically track. Like the grass in Australia, wow, pretty it's... pretty solid grass. Yeah. yeah, it actually looked really nice because sometimes it can be a bit dodgy, like mm. a little bit I don't know, uh, bumpy and not ideal. But I, I saw a little video and it looked pretty good. So yeah, yeah, it's nice. Hopefully, I'm uploading a video of that today. We'll have to wait and see. Ooh. And I, I do have one last question for you. Um, and that is if you could change one thing about the sport. I think I asked this you last time. I probably did because I normally ask it every time. Yeah. What God. would it be? And I, I, I want to have it. If you can remember your answer from last time, I want a different one. But I can't remember it. So I can't either. But it was probably some rubbish thing. I never know what to say. I, I really, I mean, I feel like doing things like 
what what you're doing obviously and what i'm doing with youtube just like growing the sport in general is good um if i could change one thing but it's so hard to do just investment and popularity and i know that sounds so stupid and simple and it's probably what everyone would say but i just feel like running is for people who actually get into it it's a really good sport to be involved in you like it's a pretty healthy lifestyle like you enjoy it competing is good fun you get to travel to places meet people um and i feel like a lot more people could be pretty interested in it if there was a lot more i don't know investment i guess but yeah i think i saw something on instagram maybe maybe through you and actually at the moment there's talk of like international dmrs and stuff like that i feel like if that kind of thing actually happened and obviously it'd be so hard to set up because people like Jakob and Josh Kerr, they're not going to want to travel to some place. I don't know this time of year, for example, and run a DMR, but it could bring so much more spotlight to the sport and like get so many more people involved. As I say, I never know what to answer that question with, but I just feel like in general running could be a lot more popular and yeah, I guess you with Trackstar and me with my youtube it kind of kind of shows like the good sides of it um uh, yeah i don't know though yeah I, th- I think the the growth of not just Trackstar or yourself like so many different accounts now on instagram and youtube sort of even if they're not as successful or even if they don't do it permanently even that that yeah. three months of them doing it or three months yeah. of someone posting on instagram it's inspiring so many more people to do it as well and that sort definitely of, sort of creates people do want to make content and then stick to it. It sort of grows that ex- exponentially. Yeah. Have you, did you see definitely. the um, the rumored like? Have you watched Drive to Survive, the Formula One doc- Netflix documentary? No, no. But it's really good, and it basically followed each Formula One team for a, a specific race, and yeah. it was like the drama of that race. And it's mm-hmm. I think it doubled the viewership of F one since it started wow. to now. But obviously yeah. that's that's not the only factor, but like. Sebco was yeah, saying yeah. on a Sebco was saying on a podcast of Citius Mag that they're in talks about doing one of them for Jack and Field. And I just think that'd be so cool to like follow I feel a team. Like I saw that actually. Yeah. I think Citius yeah. posted it and also we posted about it, just like to follow a team for a diamond league. Like say if you follow yeah. Stewie McSway and Matt Ramsden for one diamond league, and then yeah. follow Jacob for another. And then yeah. I mean Oh, it'd be so interesting. Because yeah. like I've watched all of Team Ingabritson now. And obviously for people who don't follow running, it might not be that interesting, but I just find it so, so interesting getting to see like all, all about their life, including things like their home life and I don't know what, what they're doing and their dad, like arguing with them and stuff like that. Just seeing like the inside view, if there was a Netflix documentary on running, it would definitely help. And one more thing as well, actually, um, I've really noticed while I've been in England, the accessibility to such a simple sport is pretty poor. Like the track in Stratford, where I am, Stratford-Upon-Avon, where I'm based right now, there's a track, a 10-minute runaway. It's probably a mile and a half, um, really close by. And that track has shot for school holidays because it's on a school campus. And like, I spoke to, I spoke to one of the guys who, is kind of like in I guess management of like the athletics club at the school 
Um, and he said, yeah, no, there's no way you can use it over, over the winter break. Um, and so we're now driving. We drove the other morning, me and my dad, um, half an hour to the University of Warwick uh, in Coventry to, to use the track, which is like my cousin's local track. Um, and it's a good track. But when we got there, we turned up at 9.15 and you can't get in and it's fenced off all the way around. And it's pretty much impossible to like climb the fence. I was actually about to, I was like up on it. And then, I don't know, we just decided not to use it. And it turned out then that the track was opening at 10. So we waited around, I warmed up and then at 10, we were able to use it. But um, one of the things like in Australia, not that many people are involved in the sport either but you can easily get on a track like whenever you want like you might have to drive half an hour or so to the closest one but you'll always be able to get on um and I I feel like obviously you'd have to have it in your head that you're going to go and run on a track but I feel like if they're a bit more open people would be able to get involved a bit more um yeah I don't know it's just being frustrating i think being back in england and having that when there's a track so nearby like yeah mm. for, for the past year pretty much because of lockdown we've been climbing over over a fence half the time when it's not been open and obviously yeah. for like seven months eight months during covid we had to climb over a fence every day uh, to use a track and now it's like 50 50 but like i know this is a bit selfish but the EIS is an indoor track in Sheffield and uh-huh. it's also like a sports institute. So it has boxing, uh, table tennis, badminton, whatever. All that's open right now. But for yeah. some reason, the, the track isn't open. So you can't book slots because of the holidays, but everything else is open. Whenever yeah. I've been there, no one watches the track anyway. So what difference does it make having that open to have slots? It makes zero sense yeah. to me. So I, I, can't, yeah. I can't do an indoor session for my indoor race. It's, yeah. it's just annoying. I mean, it is like you do feel a little bit petty i guess talking about it it's like first world problems or whatever but it, why wouldn't you have it open the school track that is in stratford like i'd go i'd do a session and i'd leave and obviously mm. i guess there would be people who would come and maybe i don't know vandalize it or something i guess that's what they must be worried about but nine times out well more than nine times out of ten it's going to be someone who's turning up to run on the track and and leave and yeah i don't know i don't know it's not ideal but yeah whatever yeah yeah i don't know why i guess one look at it would be like insurance like if someone gets injured while no one's watching it but then also just make tracks public domain like it's like a park like i think they should be accessible and then you don't have to have anyone sort of monitoring it because it's not private property i don't know definitely but i i 100% agree I think globally as well, the access yeah. to running, if you want exactly. to actually, at the higher level, is pretty yeah. slim. Um, yeah, so. 100%. And so I feel like my answer is pretty easy and, like, just simple and probably what most people would say, but it is true. Like, yeah, I don't know what I would actually change because it's so hard to actually get a load more people involved. But top runners are pretty much, like, an example of – a pretty like perfect athlete you know what I mean like I guess running swimming triathlon things like that cycling you're like you're a really good athlete like healthy you know what I'm you know what I'm yeah. kind of getting at um and elite running I feel like you're you're right at the top of like B 
being uh, the perfect example of what like an athlete should be. And you've got runners who are putting in hours and hours of work um, to potentially be having to work another job when you've got people who are playing like I don't know probably like chess players would get paid more not that I've got anything against chess but it's like how is there so much interest and involvement in that when running is like uh, I don't know the wording for it but it's like a pure sport where you well pure mostly uh where you're putting in you you pretty much devote your life to becoming like as good as you can be at your sport um yeah. And there's just not, I guess, the investment in it. So, yeah. Especially when it's, you're talking people, the general public doing a marathon and the general public doing a park run or just going for an easy run. It's probably the most popular sport on the planet. But then at the yeah. elite level, there's there's not really much there. Like <laughs> yeah. you said, chess, like darts, probably gets darts players, probably get more yeah. money. Than... And then they're drinking beers while they're at it. Like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Parkrun is parkrun is really good. I plan on doing a New Year's Day parkrun actually, and people love it. Like London Marathon, like you say, I don't know, thirty odd thousand people probably turn up and run a marathon. People do love it, and when people get involved, they get on Strava. They, I don't know, a lot of people now have YouTube channels. Even like I guess three, four hour marathoners, they just document their journey, and people people enjoy seeing it. So. I don't know, maybe in future it will help with that kind of thing, growing it yeah. a little bit more. Yeah, I think getting a sort of a structure together and trying to grow it in a direction. I think it's coming together with everyone, like filming content and stuff, so hopefully it can happen. Definitely. Um, it's improving. That's all the questions I have for you today. So is there anything else you want to say before you uh, go and watch a very boring football match, basically? <laughs> Kickoffs in five hours. I've got a nice uh, double run and some hill strides to come before that do you not get any questions on instagram no one no one cares oh i completely forgot i've got so I, many I mean, questions on instagram not that you have to <laughs> no no you don't have to go through many can, of them but um if you've got if you've got time i'll do a quick fire quick fire instagram stuff because it was if you if you yeah, have got time yeah i'll i'll happily go through that just don't incriminate me <laughs> okay well they're fine i'll to be honest i've read them but i haven't read them read them so uh-huh. We'll do we'll do quick fire, and then if if any of them are bad, just don't answer. Perfect. Do you do you, this? Must be. Have you still got your mullet? Is that is that a thing? Yeah, I yeah. This, okay, it's coming along pretty nicely. Someone has asked, "Do you think your mullet looks good, or is it just purely to save some money?" <laughs> it's good. I love it. Uh, and my friend in America now has a barber set. Uh, a hairdressing set so i could uh get a haircut without paying anything but it's grown out okay. it looks good that's my answer and it's a different person is asked how much time does it shave off the 1500 meters having mullet. mullet yeah i'm hoping uh four or five seconds get well under that commonwealth games qualifier and yeah maybe the world indoor time as well sounds logical I, yeah i think that's probably <laughs> about right yeah um what would you say to your younger self wow um don't get a back tattoo i mean you like no oh, i like the back <laughs> uh wow i don't know just don't worry about grades in high school which i didn't uh 
don't take life too seriously. Enjoy yourself and make sure you go to America. Because I feel like if I stayed in Australia, um, yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd probably still be running, but I think going to America was good for me. Yeah, okay. I don't know. Yeah. So just keep doing what you're doing, younger me, I guess. If you're listening <laughs> Maybe to Maybe run this. more when I was younger. Run more yeah. when I was younger. Maybe you, like, take a page out of Jakob's book and do a bit more when I was younger. That's what I'll say. Fresh Ellen Hill strides when you're younger. That's what you yeah. mean. Um, can you still have a great kick as an aerobically trained 800-meter runner? I don't understand that question. Aerobically trained 800-meter runner doesn't really make much sense to me. I haven't got a clue. I mean, I guess that's like an 800 runner who's running mostly mileage. I, but, I think you probably still can have a decent yeah, kick. You you think know. it'd be compromised because 800 is an aerobic event. It's very speed yeah. orientated. You um, probably want to be doing a bit more speed stuff as an 800 runner. I don't know. Yeah, depends. On, it depends. I guess it depends how old you are. Like if you're early yeah. teenager, then it might be a bit different. But I think it depends on your def- definition of aerobic as well. Yeah, but, if you're jogging 100 miles a week, I wouldn't rate your chances of running a 144 with a 25 last 200. Yeah. So maybe if you want to be at that top level in an 800, do a bit of speed. Yeah, a lot of 800 runners seem to be doing a lot of speed. They're definitely more for 800 runners rather than 815 runners. 815, yeah. Because yeah. Um, normally your strength is at 15 if you're an 815 runner. Um, why Drake specifically, I guess? Morgan Cadwell, Morgan Cadwell Pearson asked this, by the way. So that's quite a big name. That Morgan oh, Pearson wow. Asked it, so. Nice. Uh at the time, it was pretty much the only school I was talking to. I hated my uni course in Australia, and it came at a pretty good time. Um, I mean, I ran 340 before I went to Drake, so I probably could have gone somewhere bigger, but no one no one messaged me. And so I got a good offer from Drake. The coach at the time, head coach, was Mark Carroll, Olympian, 350-miler from Ireland, and yeah, I just thought I'll I'll do it. I, I went from like not really knowing what I was gonna do to like, yeah, I'm going straight within about two days. Mm. So I just thought I'll do it. That's fair enough. Just <laughs> took the leap and just it paid yeah. off. Fair exactly. Enough. Yeah. On on Morgan Pearson, he he he's a, must be a very big fan of the sport. I he interacts with everything. It's it's crazy. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's that is good. Um, that's cool. Next, Coles or Woolies? Are they sh- um, shopping? Are they shopping? Yeah, centers? yeah. So like they're, both, they're both. Yeah, and Woolworths. I feel like it used to exist in England, but it did. um, yeah, Woolworths in England was more of like a. From what I remember, I was only seven when I moved to Australia, but it was kind of like more of a toy shop or like a not food Smith's. shop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A bit more of a bookstore, you know. Get your like like a news agents almost yeah but on steroids Woolworths in Australia Woolworths and Coles are both just like your local supermarket um we always went to Woolworths I I have to say I have been to Coles in my time but Woolworths definitely how to communicate with coaches slash teammates whilst you're recording I guess that sort of means do you how do you like structure what what's what's been filmed or do you sort of let them do that and then yeah I don't know just like try and keep it reasonably natural I guess you, I think you want to keep it pretty uh, I guess like politically correct 
on the internet. Uh, you don't, I am someone who doesn't want to get myself like cancelled online. So yeah. I would definitely be careful about what you actually put out on your own social media. Uh, if you're going to have a YouTube channel, I guess where's fly kind of goes against this within reason. They don't, they don't do anything too bad, but it's just kind of, I don't know, sharing opinions that some people might not like. Um, but yeah, in terms of like how you actually communicate, just try and, I don't know, keep it entertaining, keep it pretty, yeah, natural, whatever, yeah. And with coaches, my coach is really good. Like he's pretty happy being in videos, stuff like that. So that definitely helps. Yeah. That's very helpful because my coach yeah. hates it and I'd just be uncomfortable speaking about the session around him because it's like, <laughs> he doesn't yeah. like it. He um, was for a while, but yeah. Yeah, it's it's, good. it's it's good for this. It's good for you, I guess, in like developing yeah. your career. So it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, someone said you smell like cookies. That's all they've said. You smell like cookies. Who's that? Sam Fuenentes eighty eight. Mm. That's kind of clearly. I've never heard. Clearly, he <laughs> smells you. So yeah. Well, cookies is a good smell. I'll take that. Um. Ask him how his tan is going from Ellie Baker. Ellie Baker? Yeah. Ask how his tan is going. Wait. Eli? Might be Eli. Oh, Eli Baker. <laughs> I was going to say. Uh, Eli Baker. Yeah, he's a runner from Australia. It's going well. Uh, yeah, the English winter is doing me good. He needs an E at the end of his name. It threw me off. <laughs> um, yeah. Wouldn't How tall are you? Be, uh, six, two or three. I don't know. No, six, I, well, three. I'd always say like six, one or two. But there's this guy, there's a few people in America who are like, yeah, I'm like six, four, six, five, as in they are. And I'm like pretty much as tall as them. I'm definitely not six, four or six, five. And neither mm. are they. But I think probably six, two, maybe six, three. I don't know. Yeah. I was five, 11. Last time I got measured, but I'm stretching more, so I'm gonna say I'm six one, six one now, because it was you know with shoes, who counts? Yeah, but I, I, gone. Yeah, I, I saw a thing where you you never say I think it was you never say you're bang on six foot because you always sound like someone who's five eleven claiming they're six foot. You yeah. can't be six foot flat. You're no. either six foot one or you're five eleven. So round. You, yeah, yeah. If you say you're 5'11", then you're you're being genuine. But if you say you're 6'0", then you're 5'11". Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm just going to say 6'1", six six one one. from now on. Yeah. Because I didn't realise. Basically, I did some lab testing in Leeds. And they almost pretty much laughed at how short my legs were in comparison to my body. So I was like... Really? Yeah. And so I'm obviously almost crying after I was leaving. I was like, how to grow my legs? You can actually stretch <laughs> and lengthen your legs. Really? Like small oh, wow. amounts. So I'm going to start doing yeah. that, see what happens. Go for hopefully, it, yeah. Hopefully I can be 6-1. Favourite workout? Yeah. Favourite? Favourite. Um, I don't know. In the Sway Elite video the other day, I said, like, longer stuff now. I used to always say quick stuff. Um, But, yeah, over the past couple of years, it's definitely... Uh, the longest stuff has grown on me. Like, before mm. I went to America, I think I'd run... I averaged about 70, 80 K a week, which is like up to about 50 miles. I was never a mileage guy. And um, that's definitely changed. Uh, so I've got a lot stronger, which means that I now enjoy the longer stuff a bit more. Um, yeah. So I guess 
one thing we do in America is 800 reps. You do as many as you can with one minute recovery, not like super hard. You're running, I think just quicker than threshold. So my best 800 session, and you're always meant to like finish and feel like you could do one or two more. I did 15 by 800 in 216, 217 average with a minute. And from sessions like that, you just feel so strong. And mm. I feel like you, you really feel the benefit from them. Um, or at least mentally, you're like, yeah, I'm getting fit, getting strong. Um, where the speed stuff on the track, I still do enjoy it. But you just like, I don't know. Uh, I was talking to someone the other day and it's almost like you can kind of get away with not being super fit and just banging out, I don't know, a few 300 reps and like getting away with it. Where in the longer stuff, you'll either get found out or you're pretty fit, if that I makes sense. That. My, yeah. my favorite is longer stuff but also i'm yeah. useless at speed stuff at the minute so it kind of makes sense <laughs> um yeah what what's the origin of fog dog um someone's asked obviously fog that's self-explanatory but... yeah believe it or not it's my last name and then the dog i i was mostly nicknamed foggy growing up foggy in australia just that was like what everyone called me but some people called me fog dog but I wouldn't say the the name kind of came from that. It was kind of uh, when I was first kind of creating the channel, Matt Hansen in Australia, who's a who's a runner in Australia. He was like, call it the Fog Dog Special, and I was like, nah, because I didn't want to copy the athlete special directly. So I came up with another word that kind of was like special, exclusive. Thought it was kind of kind of trendy, I guess. Uh, and Fog Dog. Well, obviously, fog is simple. And then the dog, it rhymes. It's Drake Bulldogs. Uh, yeah, I was like, I'll go with that. Makes sense. It makes sense. <laughs> I la- and also, if it wasn't for Fog Dog, you wouldn't have that. I'd say the best intro on the whole of YouTube as a whole. Like, not many people have their own song. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's pretty elite. You're talking runners. Like, the only songs I've heard of, actual runners is Elliot Kipchoge if anyone's heard that go and listen to it on Spotify uh, Mo Farah's got a song I think and then Alan oh, Fogg so you've, yeah. got some, you've got some company yeah Stewie actually has one as well um, okay. by the same guy who wrote my intro so yeah there you go you'll have to listen to it I think it's called GoPro by okay. AH Elite that's AH Elite just, just hearing that on a podcast gives me shivers because I know. Wow, legendary shivers down the spine, goosebumps. But yeah, and then the, the, I guess the last question: What sort of? A lot of them are the same. It's like you know, so awesome stuff we've asked. Um, some like stuff about nationals, favorite spike, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but someone said, "What? What's your like favorite place to run ever?" And I think that's good because you've been everywhere. So it kind of yeah. Um. Wow, there's a few. Like in in England right now, pretty much every day I run out and back on the Greenway, which is mm-hmm. just like a long, I think it's like five miles long trail, like dirt path essentially, nice and wide. Um, it gets really muddy though. Um, so that's not ideal when it's wet, but it's a mile and a half down there, and then you've got five miles where you can just go out and back. So if you run to the end of it from home and back you get like a 12 mile run so it's pretty good um but in terms of like the nicest place like where i would 
just loves to run. It's got to be in Australia, just running along uh, the seafront, like 10 minute drive from where, where I lived. I always used to go and do easy runs down there with Luke Bike McCutcheon and Jamie, Luke's brother. You remember Luke, don't you? You've seen yeah, him in videos. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Morning, brother. Um, but as well, just just near the Esplanade, there's Lota Raceway, which is where we did a few time trials that have actually been on YouTube. Um, and it, it was just like a really nice area, quiet kind of like set of roads where it was on on the seafront but great for like doing sessions and stuff like that so yeah i'd probably say in brisbane um yeah probably there have you ever had to fight a kangaroo while being on a run have to have i ever what had to to fight a kangaroo whilst being on a run (laughs) plenty of times yeah yeah no i actually can't think of any any like animal stories and i know they're that's kind of our joke they're kind of like because huh? a lot of australians live on the coast don't they so i guess it's kind of like the Most more inland do. more inland you go the more yeah. chance you're gonna have to fight a kangaroo and like... <laughs> one day i'll fight a kangaroo there are there are plenty of kangaroos out like near where we live um well where we lived you do you do get them but yeah i mean if you see one they're generally just gonna bounce away um, and as well, just quickly with running in, in America, we've got quite a few nice trails and stuff as well. I'd feel bad not putting some of Drake in there. Gray's Lake. Um, no, not Gray's. Raccoon River. If people are from Iowa, that's a great place. Three miles around a lake, mostly on gravel. Pretty good. Yeah. All, all American names sound like places you'd see in like a horror film or something like Raccoon yeah. River, Gray's Lake. Well, yeah, I know. I know. Well, they probably are. It's, yeah, it's... I bet bad stuff's happened pretty, pretty much all over the place there. So, yeah. And oh, I can't remember the question. But one last thing about the Australian animals. You have pigeons there, don't you? In Australia. Yeah. Why I are they been there pretty much year, but I why think... are they brown? You the brown in Australia, I'm pretty sure. Are they? I sort of Googled it because I was like, do Australian have pigeons? And I Googled it and the only ones that came up were brown. I searched Australian pigeons and they were brown. Well, they're probably just tanned. The Australian sun will do that to you. Um, But, well, for a genuine answer, I really, I couldn't tell you. Oh, these? That's That's, too brown. That's not what I searched, but that's different as well. They've got a funky hairstyle. It might have been yeah, American they pigeons. They might have been okay. American pigeons. Yeah. What a brown, but like because in know. the UK, the the pigeons are just horrendous, They're ugly creatures, dull and boring, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I'll have to get back to Australia. I haven't been there for nearly a year, so I'll get back and ask them themselves. I have never seen one of those things no, in my I, life. I think that's an American pigeon. Wow. Yeah. Probably. I don't know. They pick food out of a bin and get some steroids and hormones from. <laughs> from the mcdonald's over there and yeah i was gonna say look look at that one basically a chicken (laughs) he's a hefty boy yeah so yeah i think that's all the follow questions i've got what are sort of different um yeah there's a lot of like specific how tall are you brother like we've already asked that but like someone else asked it 
favorite 3k session favorite 5k session favorite 1500 session stuff like that it's just like yeah. could go just on all go day on. yeah yeah my answer is just get out the door leave your headphones at home and go and run that's, Don't do that. that's it. one question for you alfie and you yeah. promised me you would uh complete this at loughborough when i met you I'm still waiting for the Strava follow back. I've probably been following you for a year and I'm still waiting. By the way, anyone listening, me and Alfie are both on Strava. Uh, give us a follow if you don't already. You're in my Strava group, aren't you, as well? And it's always me and Tractor? you. Yeah, Tracks to Strava group. It's always me and you a battle for the highest mileage of the week. So you know that and yet you still haven't followed back. I... I'm, not, I'm not an active Strava, Strava guy. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes I have weeks where I don't even upload on Strava. Um, like I couldn't tell you. Let's see who's done the most mileage this year, me or you. Oh, my five, eight, nine, four. So I, I've currently got two, 200K more than you on Strava this year. Oh, uploaded. wow. Yeah, shame. It's all right. There's one day left. I'll, uh, I'll make up for it. I'm going to go out and run 200K right now. Skip the football and get a long run in. So let's do one last game, elevation gain. So bear in mind, I've done 200k more. You're going to be far higher. Have I got more elevation? I like running on flat and treadmill though. And I, oh, okay. so, so your elevation gain, um, let me write this down. Everyone at home can play this as well. So go on Strava. I don't know why I said at home. Like, but go on <laughs> They're Strava. They're probably out running with their headphones in, listening True. to a podcast on their own. 23,109 meters I am. So that's probably like 60k feet. 70. 45955. Five. You've doubled me. Yeah. Oh. Wow. I'd be I've, so much quicker if I lived in Sheffield. I've got to get to 46 today and tomorrow. Definitely. That is that is pretty good. That's a lot of elevation. It's crazy. It's like six times Everest you've gone up. Really? Maybe that's a YouTube video. Five and a half <laughs> times Everest, probably. I'm like three times Everest. Wow. Can you climb that? Climbed up I, Everest? I don't know, but it sounds like a pretty decent YouTube video. I climbed up Everest, Everest five times <laughs> in a year. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's not bad. Estimated best efforts. I'm, I'm intrigued by this now. We have got the same... Oh, no. Never mind. It doesn't say you're estimated. Oh, yeah. Here we are. So your estimated... My estimated mm. 10k efforts better than yours, and my half marathon efforts better than yours. But then your 5k mile and 1k all are all are better than me, sadly. Wow, you hate to see it. 1k 222. I think that's from a session. Yeah, well, it was pacing. I think I went through the k in like 227, and it gave mm. me 222. So I'll take 222. Mine's 226, and my mile oh. is 411 on Strava. Wow. It's not quite. It's not quite your standard, is it? But my ten k is twenty nine oh eight on Strava. Don't know when that's from, but oh, not bad. My my mile on Strava is four oh six. So yours might be ten seconds quicker than it reckons. You got four oh one mile in you, and just dip. You're three fifty nine. If if that is a, a goal to that I want to do at some point in my life, I don't know where I'm going to specifically train for a mile where I can get that good and do that because yeah. My strength is just horrendous. Like I, as soon as I get yeah. lactic, I pop and just start walking. Like in an eight hundred, <laughs> I, I feel easy for six hundred and start to pick it up. And then that last one fifty, I crawl in. Yeah, 
I, I know how you feel. That's what happened to me in the last lap at indoors. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but you still came fourth and ran yeah. three, yeah. whatever. So it's not good. You don't yeah, really know, you know how I feel. I think I was, part of that was just, I wanted to be top eight. And I was like, I've done it. And then Waleed obviously passed me, but I was like, I'm top eight. I'm happy. And I settled for it. But looking back, if I could have just dipped over that line, taking track stars advice. Would have Hindsight's had a wonderful thing in running. It really is. Huh? Hindsight's a wonderful Hindsight. thing in running. I know. Yeah. Threshold and hills when you're young. That's that's it. Threshold and hills and whatever. 100 miles a week from the age of 11. Yeah. It's easy if you think about it. If you get it, if you get used to it. I couldn't even think about doing 30 miles at the age of 11. I don't know how he did that much. When I was 17, or no, when I was 16, or maybe 15, I was I was in high school in Australia, and I was talking to someone about running, and they were like, oh, what are you going to do this year? And I honestly said, I'm going to try and run 20K a week throughout the year. And I was like 16, 20K a week. Yeah. It's like, God, there's so much lost time, but oh, it is what it is. My biggest regret was eating bad. I used to eat terrible, like really, 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 really bad up to a point where I think I've got numerous health conditions from not eating well. Like I've, wow. I've, got, a heart, I've got a heart problem and it's only induced when I eat bad foods. So clearly there's oh. a relation there. So it's like, yeah. if I didn't eat this bad, how, what could have been different? Because at the time I was eating, I can't break it down now. It's too horrendous. But I wasn't putting on any weight because of running. So I was like, oh, it's fine. I'm not putting on weight. I yeah. didn't understand cholesterol. I didn't understand fat buildup and stuff. And I think that's what a lot of people get trapped now, with. Now I can't eat. Like Christmas, I'm, my heart gets so bad. Birthdays, my heart gets so bad just because I'm eating. Wow. Like, it's Christmas. You've got to eat bad foods. And it's yeah, like, yeah. it's just, yeah. Wow. But, I mean, you can make up for that, for that time, I guess. We're still, how old are you? Are you 21 now? 22. Oh, you are nice. Yeah. Are you ninety nine as well? Yeah, ninety nine. The best year to be born on the planet. Yeah, yeah, of course. What month are you? September. Oh, nice. I'm January. You're a little yeah. young. I'm twenty three yeah. in a month. Uh, it's, age is just a number. It's, it doesn't it matter. We're going to be matter. marathoners until we're forty five. Exactly. Fifty yeah. with the next percent. Like, well, well, what next percent? Fifteen next or next percent? Twenty. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be wow. fine. Yep. No, lovely stuff. Uh, yeah. We'll see. So that's everything I have. So yep. I just I want to leave it on this note with uh, you got anything to say, which I always like asking people because it's the impossible question to answer. So, yeah. The only bone I had to pick with you was the oh, Strava follow back. And I haven't checked, but I, well, I was on Strava, but I didn't see it pop up. But I assume that's now being taken care of. Um, so I've, I've given five kudos this year. Five. So I will give a kudo five. to you. I will give a kudo oh. to you right now. Thank um, you. But yeah, I don't give kudos. I'm not a kudo giver. Which is <laughs> Wow. Yeah. No, I don't blame you. Just put your arms on there. Take all the kudos you can get and never give back. But no, I I don't have much to say. Um, I guess hopefully one day we can record another podcast and both be on the world indoor team oh that, imagine imagine maybe maybe the next podcast will be an in-person podcast or an in-person video in Serbia yeah or yeah or in the mighty Leeds who knows yeah 
That's true. Mm. That is true. I have to say, I did enjoy my time up there. So, once a northerner, always a northerner. No. Are you a northerner? Do you class yourself? No. no. I don't no. think so. I was born you, in Warwick. Are you a northerner in any in any country? You're a southerner in America. Are you a northerner or a southerner in Australia? I'm a I'm a northerner in America. I no. was right up there. I thought I was like middle. I thought it was no, like, no. I was pretty high up. There's only Minnesota above us, and then it's uh, Canada. My geography is yeah. awful then. So I am a bit of a northerner. Um, and then in Australia, I was in the northern half, um, in Queensland, uh, Brisbane, East Coast. So bit of a northerner. Um, and then England, I'm kind of in the middle. So you're basically in the posh part of each area. Like North America is posher than the southern, south and Midlands is posher than the north in the UK. So posh boy, it's just a snob. Thank you. So That's it, it. Yeah, absolute snob. I expect <laughs> you, but I can't find you on Strava again now, so I will not be giving you a kudo. Um, which is, oh no, found you. Wow, you get 403 kudos. Pretty. 780 kudos. Yeah, follow me on Strava, everyone. If you, if anyone is still listening at this point, it's probably been the, nearly two hours. But do, do you know what I like to do if at this part of the podcast? Because we've probably been rambling. Say something rogue. No, it's like, it, yeah. no, no, I wouldn't go that far. But it's like, say, <laughs> since you're here, you can name any random word whatsoever, something really obscure, and people can DM us with that word to show that they've listened right. to the end of the podcast. All probably, yeah. there's normally about three at this point who go for the effort of DMing us after, but. Yeah, yeah, go for it. All right, if you are still listening, DM Adam underscore Fog or Trackstar with two A's. Bike, bike, bike with a capital second B. So no spaces, bike, 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 capital second B, and that's it. Okay. And I'll be really impressed. If we get more than one, and that'll be me, then I'll be impressed. I think we'll get one. I'm not going to say who, but there's specific names who always seem to come through with like, I normally say pineapple and they normally DM saying pineapple. And it's like, yeah, you, uh, yeah. It's got to be three bikes. Cause I don't know. Bike was, bike was a pretty common uh, word that used to get shouted a lot on the Fog Dog exclusive, but it's got to be, yeah, all three of them and you'll get your respect for listening. Well, there you are. Um, thanks everyone for listening. Hopefully this doesn't have to be a two part episode because of how long it is. Um, <laughs> Because sometimes I enjoyed it, it. Yeah, it's been good. It's been fun. I feel like it's yeah. easy to talk to someone who's actually easy to talk to back. It's always nice when there's a YouTuber or something because they just actually know how to speak. Um, yeah. But yeah, thanks for coming on. If you don't know who Adam is or still don't for whatever reason, make sure you follow him <laughs> on YouTube and Instagram. And yeah, thank you, Adam, for coming on. It's been a pleasure. And uh, yeah, goodbye. Thank you for having me.